0: You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And let's do this, everybody. Another edition of Locked On Lions on this, a Thursday, December 23rd into Friday, December 24th and christmas eve matt dairy with you along the locked on podcast network it's a crossover thursday our buddy aaron freeman from locked on falcons will join me momentarily we'll break down detroit versus atlanta sunday at one o'clock from atlanta as the lions head into the dome down there and an opportunity to win their second consecutive game but will they have Their best cornerback on the field. We'll explain in the injury report coming up. Also, Anthony Lynn spoke today. And it doesn't sound like a guy that uh, is going to be around here very long. I'll explain that. And how about the 4 Lion Pro Bowl alternates? Not a single Lions Pro Bowler for the first time uh, in a couple of years. I want to say 2019, maybe? Uh, No, first time since 2009. The Lions do not have a Pro Bowler on their roster. Now, they've had some alternates that have moved up, but it appears that it, you know it's a long shot that any of the alternates are going to move up and be a part of the Pro Bowl this season. But we'll tell you who the four Pro Bowl alternates are and a couple of surprises coming up on the program today. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day right here on Locked on Lions. Whether you find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Wherever you get your podcast, we appreciate you Appreciate you listening. Find me on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. I think the Lions have a good chance on Sunday of knocking off the Falcons. Problem is, they're going to need Amanio Ruarie to be shadowing Justin Gage. And for the second consecutive day, and again, it's just Thursday, there's a chance he comes back, but for the second consecutive day, Amani oruari did not practice today. He's uh, nursing a thumb injury, and he, along with linebacker Josh Woods, uh, both missing practice today. Amani with the thumb and Josh Woods with a neck injury. Uh, Julian Okwara returned to practice today. That was a good sign for the Lions. Jared Goff remains out, has not been activated from the COVID list yet. Um, that could be something where it's more of a game-time decision or closer to game day. Um, Coming up on Sunday, uh, again, he's got a um, test negative and everything else. But as of right now, if the game were to be tomorrow, per se, uh, Tim Boyle would be starting quarterback for the Lions. And again, you know, we're talking about how the offense is clicking a little bit. The the guys are playing better. And Amon Ross St. Brown's stepping up. And Jared Goff is playing better. But you throw all that out the window when Dan Campbell and company have to turn to either Tim Boyle or David Blau, to face the Falcons. Atlanta's defense isn't good, but Golf is starting to get into a nice rhythm and routine, has played well, has been healthy over the last few weeks after, of course, he had uh, um, uh, the abdomen problem and the shoulder issue and and everything else, uh, but uh, now on the COVID list, at least for right now. A couple of guys coming off the COVID, uh, COVID list include Nikel Roby coleman the cornerback. If the Lions are going to need some corners Sunday, if Oruarie can't play... Uh, he was activated off the COVID list t- today. We told you about Jalen Elliott yesterday. Trinity Benson, the wide receiver, uh, was thrown up on the COVID list today. Speaking of the offense, real fast, Anthony Lynn spoke today. It was coordinator Thursday. So Dave Phipp, the special teams coach, Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, and Anthony Lynn, the offensive coordinator. And, and give the Lion uh, writer some credit. They asked Anthony Lynn again about, hey, what's been your role? What have you been doing? Uh, do you think you'll even be back next year? And Anthony Lynn's like, I- I'm just looking for tomorrow. But for a guy that would be like, why would you ask me that? Of course I'll be back. That's not what he's saying. And he made a very interesting comment today when he was asked about the offense. And he said, I'm just here to help Dan and his offense. Well, this offense was Anthony Lynn's when he was named offensive coordinator. But it is Dan Campbell's offense. There's a lot of smoke, not fire, but smoke around Ben Johnson. Jared Goff has talked about the changes that have been made in the offense over the last few weeks. All signs point to A. Lynn being shown the door after this year. And Dan Campbell still maybe calling the plays, running the show on offense, with Ben Johnson, the tight ends coach, taking over as OC. But it sure sounds like this is Dan Campbell's offense, and I don't know what Anthony Lynn does. Now, he says, I still do the same stuff. I still game plan. I'm just not calling the plays. He's trying to be as PC and professional as possible. But when he said today, I- I'm just trying to be here to help Dan Campbell and his offense, um, that's a sign to me that uh, Anthony Lynn knows that his power is zapped and that he is, you know, he's not long for this job. He's going to go somewhere where he can call the plays and really be the OC. Uh, not here because he was stripped of those duties weeks ago. All right, yesterday the uh, NFC roster and AFC rosters were announced for the Pro Bowl, and no surprise, for the first time since 2009, the Lions did not have a single Pro Bowler. Uh, This is a two-win football team. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who even would be in the discussion for a Pro Bowl. You know, maybe Panay Sewell has played well enough, although Rashawn Slater of the Chargers, who, of course, was drafted after Sewell, he made the Pro Bowl. Uh, Jack Fox, who was a Pro Bowler last year, Um, I think he's worthy but did not make it this year. TJ Hawkinson, who, of course, to me, is a top-five tight end in the NFC but is not as good as a George Kittle, certainly is not as good as a Kyle Pitts has been this year from a a numbers standpoint, but still a very good football player. TJ Hawkinson was named the first alternate at tight end. But with Hawkinson just having thumb surgery, he won't play in the game. How about Jonah Jackson? The Lions' left guard was named a second alternate on the NFC roster, and there were three guards who made the roster ahead of him: uh, Zach Martin, uh, Brandon Scherf, uh from the Sheriff from the Reds, uh from the Washington Football Team, and Ali, Mar, Ali Marpe uh, from Tampa Bay. But uh, Jonah Jackson getting an alternate spot um, tells you a little bit about what his his fellow uh, uh, t- uh, uh, football players, his fellow NFL uh, players, think of him. But nice little gesture for players and the like to be voting for somebody like Jonah Jackson, who's been very solid in two years at left guard and likely will be there for many, many years to come. Also making the Pro Bowl uh, alternate list was fullback Jason Cabinda, a third alternate Uh Uh, Kyle Juszczyk from the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers, no surprise, was named um, the starting fullback and only fullback for the NFC. And then Jalen Reeves-Maben was named a fifth alternate for the special teamer, Uh, and that was uh, given to the Saints defensive back, J.T. Gray. Last year, the Lions had three pro bowlers, Fox, Hawkinson, and of course, um, they also had Frank Ragnow as well. So... No surprise that the Lions don't have a single Pro Bowler. Um, I don't think there's anybody that, again, stands out for me. I think a guy like O Oruwari has started to play well. I think Panay Sewell is coming along. Um, you know, Taylor Decker is a really good football player, but missed too much time. Um, so those are the guys. And shout out to Jonah Jackson. Nice to see him get a little bit of publicity for the way that he has played this year. All right, when we come back, it is Crossover Thursday. Our boy Aaron Freeman from Locked on Falcons will join me. We will do that coming up next. want to remind you, though, we got Thursday Night Football tonight, and if you want to play Daily Fantasy and get in on this Niners-Titans game and play some players and go up against teams in Daily Fantasy where, you know, you're going to control – the platform here it's you against the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups you want to do that at stathero.com the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform platform where it's winner take all stat hero shows you their lineups before you play and then you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one do it this never be seen before innovation of a fantasy sports platform and sports betting hybrid has stat hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. You control the game. You don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat hero puts you in in control of your fate. Head to head daily fantasy one on one and you control the stakes. You look and see the other teams have. You go up against them. You pick it and then you pick your team. It's simple for free right now. Sign up at StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn, promo code LockedOn for a 100% match. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn, promo code lockdown, It's our friends at Stat Hero.
1: Everyone, it's Crossover Thursday here. Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons, joined by Matt Derry of Locked On Lions to preview this Week 16 matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and Detroit Lions. Matt, man, this is an interesting matchup because... You look over the last month, these are two teams that seem to be trending in the right direction, but Detroit's coming off their biggest win of the season against Arizona, and uh, the Falcons are coming off a pretty disappointing loss to the 49ers in which basically their playoff hopes, what thin playoff hopes they had, are, are now pretty much gone. So it seems like both teams are going in the right direction, but this most recent week sort of seems like teams are they are going in opposite directions.
0: Yeah, Aaron, it's uh it, it's been kind of a crazy couple of weeks for the Lions. This is really their best football that they've played in a long time. Uh last week was a stunner. To knock off the Cardinals the way they did, to dominate Arizona the way they did, there's some optimism in Detroit for the first time in years. Maybe the buy-in for Dan Campbell is there and and all of a sudden he's he's looking good and and, and can coach a little bit because that just wasn't a win last week against Arizona. That was a that was an ass kicking and uh, now they hope to have some momentum, a uh, question mark on who will start a quarterback. And you take Jared Goff out of the mix and, and go with either Tim Boyle or David Blau, you're probably asking for trouble. But all of a sudden, this is a game where I think there's some Lions fans, even some naysayers, saying, why can't we win two games in a row? And why and they beat the Falcons last year, so you never know.
1: Yeah, well, these Falcons-Lions matchups always seem to come down to that final play, that final possession. So uh, we'll see if this one... Yeah. Uh, repeats history in that regard. But you you talk about sort of the Lions coming off that big win with the Jared Goff situation now that he's on COVID and potentially having a backup quarterback. One of the interesting things looking at this Lions team is t- like looking at this matchup, I'm trying to say, like, okay, what's a key matchup? But it seems like every week the Lions have key players in and out of the lineup. It just, they don't have any consistency. Is that one of the factors that's been contributing to some of their struggles this year?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, when you look at Detroit, uh, to start the season in, in August, if you go back to training camp in the preseason, you say, wow, this is a really bad roster. And it is. Uh, Dan Campbell and general manager Brad Holmes inherited uh, a complete mess and a clown show before them from Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. So you take a bad roster and then you minus off the roster, arguably your best defensive player, Romeo Okwara, arguably your top cornerback, Jeffrey Okuda, your best offensive player in Frank Ragnow. Now, the TJ Hawkinson, their clear-cut best uh, offensive player after Ragnow, he's out for the year. Uh, you, you you take Stafford off that roster, you you add Jared Goff, who's a, a downgrade, um, and, and you have a receiver room of, of no names. Uh, the two veterans, they, they brought in at the start of the year, Tyrell Williams and Brashad Berriman did not work out. Neither are with the team anymore. So you look up and go, all right, well, they got DeAndre Swift. Oh wait, he's been out the last few weeks. Their fifth string running back, fifth string, Craig Reynolds, is all of a sudden this new savior who's rushed for hundred yards the last two weeks. It makes absolutely no sense, but he's been really good. So there's some development, there's some young guys getting there, but all in all, this is this was and is still about a four-win football team. I don't know if they'll get to four, but right now after what happened last week against Arizona, there's some people seeing some actual progress. Now they just have to add to the roster. They still have too many holes to be a winner for the next. They need they need a couple more drafts before you can call them a contender.
1: Yeah, you, you talk about Craig Reynolds. He he had a cup of coffee with the Falcons in 2020, just like Charles Harris, yeah. uh, another player that played for the Falcons. And I remember being very critical of the Falcons trading for Charles Harris uh, because I thought they needed a proven pass rusher at that point in time. And Charles Harris wasn't that guy in Miami, wasn't that guy in Atlanta, but he seems to be that guy in Detroit. Tell me about sort of what you're seeing from him that's led to his sort of uh, recent resurgence.
0: Well, obviously, it's a former first round pick that's still pretty young at 26 that can play. Uh, the question is who can squeeze the most out of him and get it out of him, and it seems like the Lions have done that. Uh, Todd Wash, their defensive line coach, has done a nice job with him. They've kind of moved him to more of a <clears throat> excuse me outside linebacker spot in a three four. So uh, um, he's getting, I think, is being put in the right spots. And he's been very good. He's been getting to the quarterback. He had a huge game last week. Uh, Should have had three sacks. They only listed him for two, but he really had three. He was in the backfield all game. He's had some big games. And he's a guy in a one-year flyer, a one-year deal, who will probably get a multi-year deal to stay with Detroit because they need healthy bodies getting to the quarterback. So he's been a pleasant surprise and someone who's finally living up to that that first-round billing.
1: Yeah, the Falcons have struggled with their pass protection this week. And I think that matchup between former teammates now, Charles Harris and Jake Matthews, uh, is going to be one to watch in this game. You know, obviously the big story with the Lions right now is the status of Jerry Goff. Does it seem like losing your starting quarterback and depending on who winds up uh, playing for him this weekend It seems like if there is a week where the Lions can maybe compensate for that loss, particularly going up against a struggling Falcons team, uh, it's maybe this week because you have what you talked about, Craig Reynolds having two really good games, and you're potentially getting your other running backs, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift back. Um, How does that sort of figure into their game plan where I would imagine they're going to be focused on running the football?
0: They are, and and even if Jared Goff is playing, they will focus on the run game. The offensive line has done a really nice job the last few weeks. They've blown some people off the ball, whether it's Craig Reynolds, whether it's DeAndre Swift. We're seeing 100-yard games, multiple ones, which we haven't seen since the days of Barry Sanders. Uh, i got to be honest with you, Aaron. uh, If Goff doesn't play, and it's up in the air right now, I don't see the Lions winning with Tim Boyle or David Blau. Those guys suck. All right? They're not good um jared goff isn't good either but he's not on the suck level i think he's really starting to come on and play pretty well he and dan campbell have a nice rapport but i don't see them winning without goff uh jared said the other day that he feels fine but that he just tested positive so they're obviously going to need a negative test here before the game on sunday to get him back there's a chance uh there's also a chance he doesn't play i mean who knows with this with this virus and and certainly omicron but uh Uh, Boyle and and Blau are a real big step down in my opinion, not that Goff is the second coming of Matt Ryan in his prime or Stafford or Aaron Rodgers here, but they have a nice rapport with Goff. He's starting to get a little comfortable. He's got a really good rapport with Amon Ross St. Brown, the rookie receiver. Um, So they're they're building a little bit here, but I think that would be a huge step back to ask Boyle or Blau to win a road game um, in Atlanta.
1: We'll we'll see what happens with that. The Falcons have not been particularly good at home. So I, I think if if the Lions have a chance, uh, it may be this week against a Falcons team uh, that struggles to stop the run and has not played particularly well in Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, this season. But we'll sort of uh, switch sides and, and have Matt sort of take the helm as we continue today's Locked On crossover Thursday between Locked On Falcons and Locked On Lions. But before we get into all of that, guys, I want to thank you for making Locked On Falcons or Locked On Lions your first listen each and every day. And of course, both podcasts are free and available on a variety of podcast platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Google, and Spotify. And of course, you can check out Locked On Falcons on YouTube as well. And we know that this matchup is not going to feature two teams poised for the Super Bowl, but that does not mean that you Can't find yourself at Super Bowl 56 at SoFi, which is less than 60 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once in a lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. You can pick your perfect spot at SoFi by selecting your exact seats. You can choose from elite experiences featuring exclusive pregame celebrations where you can meet and greet. NFL legends, you can stay at five-star LA hotels, you can see headliners at musical performances, an open bar, premium open bar, so you know they got the good stuff over there. And of course, you can tailgate with food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Pick your preferred package by visiting onlocationexp.com SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com SB56. Or search Super Bowl on location for more info. It's the holiday season, and BetOnline has had you covered all season long and still does with more odds, props, and lines than ever before as we march towards the NFL and college football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action, from playoff football to regular season basketball and hockey, boxing, UFC, all the way to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline remains the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Head to the website, the updated desktop or mobile website at betonline.ag and sign up and when you do make sure you use the promo code locked on you'll get a 50 percent welcome bonus that means if you deposit 200 bucks you get a hundred dollars in free money to play with that's a hundred dollars that you can put towards this falcons lions game where the falcons are favored by five and a half points People that are longtime listeners of Lockdown Falcons know I do a terrible <laughs> job for pr- picking who's going to cover the spread in a Falcons game. I don't think this line is a great one for the Falcons to cover, but that usually means that the Falcons will do the opposite of what I say and actually cover it. But take advantage of my advice or ignore my advice by going to betonline.ag and take advantage of all the amazing offers available. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: Matt Derry locked on Lions, Aaron Freeman locked on Falcons, the Thursday crossover. Always great to talk to Aaron. We have spoken numerous times, whether it was the Golden Tate's uh, uh, touchdown, not touchdown game, or the Todd Gurley touchdown, not touchdown game. It always seems like it comes down to something, Aaron, like it did a year ago. But where are the Falcons right now? Talk about a mystery team here, Uh, six and eight. Uh, I thought Matt Ryan got blistered last week by the Niners. That was just an onslaught. And then there's other weeks. Atlanta looks really good. But uh, how would you characterize this season so far?
1: Yeah, the Falcons look really good against bad teams. And no offense to the Lions listeners right now, but, you know, the Lions are a bad team. So I expect them to look pretty good uh, this upcoming week on Sunday. But anytime they face a good team, they have looked generally bad outside of the two Tampa Bay games uh, where they have looked at least semi competitive against one of the better teams in the NFL. But you can probably chalk that up as, you know, being familiar with that team due to it being a divisional game. But whether it's been any other team like the Falcons, I think, have been getting outscored by on average 20 points per game when they have faced a team with a 500 or record record. 500 or better record so far this season. So it's been a up and down type of performance. And so you're, you're getting a team that, you know, struggles in a lot of areas. They have not necessarily been a great run team. That's changed over the last couple of weeks where they've had a couple of solid games. The passing offense has been down due to some injuries, due to not being able to protect. Uh, You don't have your number one weapon in Kyle Van Ridley in the lineup, Kyle Pitts, while probably on his way to a Pro Bowl season, hasn't necessarily been that consistent, uh, you know, productive playmaker each and every week. They've gotten a lift. last couple of weeks from Russell Gage, who's played really well over the last month. So that's helped them uh, keep their passing game at least decent. And the defense is bad because they can't get any pressure. They can't really stop the run, although it's been better again over the last couple of weeks where they've at least gotten some stops, gotten some turnovers. uh, And unfortunately, last week, they weren't able to take advantage of some of those turnovers that they got. So it's an up and down type of season for the Falcons. There are some positives but a whole
0: lot of meh Aaron what's the Matt Ryan situation uh, every year it seems like I ask you this but um you know is he back next year is he playing well uh like you said uh, uh, you know you mentioned the inconsistency I know he's been the rock and the, and the, st- the stability guy there but at one point or another here they're gonna move on from him aren't they
1: yeah um and that's been a topic of discussion Much to the chagrin of of, of a certain segment of my listeners that we've discussed a lot on Locked On Falcons over the last month or so, Um, you know, Matt Ryan's coming off two of his better games that he's played in the second half of the season. He had a nice stretch uh, in October where he was playing really well, uh, and then since then, kind of hit the skids. My expectation is Matt Ryan will be back in in 2022. His contract is is such that it's going to be difficult for the Falcons to move on from him next year, but. With another restructure, it will be a lot more possible for the Falcons to move on from him in 2023. So I feel like next year is kind of the make or break year for Matt Ryan if this team is better – has a better record he's more productive than he's been this season then you know we could see matt ryan continuing but it's going to be kind of a year-to-year situation unless we get a sense like uh the Lions saw last year with matt stafford basically saying no moss and wanting out but i don't foresee that happening with matt ryan moving forward he seems to by all indications enjoy playing here in atlanta um but i guess He'll revisit that topic if he continues to get knocked around, uh, and maybe he wants to go to another team. But I I think at this point in time, the expectation for me, until we get information otherwise, that Matt Ryan will be back in 2022. uh, But beyond that, remains a big question mark.
0: Who on defense should the Lions worry about? Uh, You mentioned before about the D-line getting kind of chewed up last week uh, against the 49ers. Lions have been able to run the ball pretty well. They're top 17, uh, you know, top 15, top 20 team in, in rushing for the first time in who knows how long. And the old lines done a nice job. But what's been the problem or maybe what's been the – who have been the pluses and the minuses on defense for that Falcons team? Uh, yeah. Aaron?
1: The, the main two pluses have been Grady Jarrett up front and A.J. Terrell in the back end. And Grady Jarrett's not having the sort of dominant season that he's had the last couple of years. Some of that's owed to scheme. Some of that's owed to the fact that the Falcons don't really have a, an, enough other options, and he's facing a lot more double teams this year. And basically teams can, in, in pass protection, you know, whether it's the left guard or the, or the right guard or whatever, have the center, double-team Grady Jarrett quite a bit and not have to worry about... Any of their other players losing one-on-ones. And that has, I think, slowed him down as a pass rusher. So I don't know if you have to be super worried about Grady Jarrett taking over this game like you probably would have been uh in previous years. But you know, the main mainstay on their defense has been AJ Terrell. He's really locked down uh the left side of the Falcons. Defense, I think he still remains pro football focus, his highest graded cornerback in the league this year, Uh, you know, has been a lockdown corner when it's come to man coverage, when it's come to zone coverage. So basically his side of the field has kind of been a no fly zone uh, and that's Mm. funneled the ball to the other side of the field where the Falcons have had some struggles there with Fabian Moreau. You know, who's been decent in coverage, but tends to get penalties at inopportune times that have led to extensions of drives. Uh, and then in the red zone has uh, struggled when it's been, you know, do or die in those man coverage situations. The Falcons nickel cornerback situation is, is a dire one where they have a, a, a trio of, of rookies kind of rotating there with Richie Grant. Uh, their second-round pick, Safety, uh, their fourth-round pick, Darren Hall, and then fifth-round pick, Avery Williams. Now they brought in Sean Williams, uh, veteran safety from the Bengals, who's been on the practice squad for most of the season. He may get into the mix, and that's going to be a a tough matchup where they'll probably wind up facing Amon uh, Ra's St. Brown uh, this week. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of good for the Falcons' defense. It's mainly Grady Jarrett and, and A.J. Terrell, and everything else is, as I said earlier, pretty meh.
0: Aaron Freeman locked on Falcons, Matt Derry locked on Lions. All right, uh, you know, I, I think the Lions, if golf is there, can win this game. I'm not necessarily predicting that, but I like the feel goodness that's going on in Allen Park, Michigan, right now at the facility. Um, is this the Falcons dagger game where the season – this is a season-ender. Oh, my gosh, they lost to the Lions 6-9 and nine and it's over. Or do they stay in the playoff mix and kind of avenge last year's uh, home loss, which was a weird game to say the least?
1: Well, I think they're pretty much out of the playoff mix. They they would basically have to win out some way and, and hope that they get some tiebreakers uh, in a major way. Uh, moving forward, I think the various analytic sites put their you know playoff probabilities <laughs> at less than two percent or or whatever the case may be. So, hey,
0: Fox Fox said last night had them in the hunt in the no, hunt okay. in the infamous uh, graphic. The yeah. Infamous
1: I love those (laughs) graphics where the Falcons are way down at the bottom of that. That's right. You know they got to fill the screen with somebody. At least you're there.
0: (laughs) At least you're there. (laughs) That's true.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. So I I think you know we've been sort of assuming this was going to be a win all season long, uh, given the Falcons' success against bad teams, and um, you know that's given what the Lions did against the Cardinals, given that the Lions have you know generally at least for the most part, being competitive against some of the better teams that they face this year. That assumption is probably not as safe. Obviously, as you mentioned, I think, you know, Jared Goff's status is going to play a, a key part of that uh, moving forward. So we'll just have to sort of see if the Falcons can take care of business, but pretty much all season long, I've been saying, okay, they'll probably get the seven wins due to some of the softer opponents that they're going to face and been chalking up this lions game as one of those seven wins. So I, I feel like, you know, I feel still good that this is a, a favorable matchup for the Falcons, but obviously they can't take uh, this Lions team, you know, laying down because I think that's probably a contributing factor to why Arizona lost last week because they kind of went into this game expecting it to be kind of a cakewalk and uh, the Lions showed up and, and punched them directly in the mouth. So the Falcons cannot certainly assume anything as we know any given Sunday and whatnot.
0: Matt and Aaron, Locked On Lions, Locked On Falcons. It's the Thursday crossover. Thanks, Aaron.
1: Appreciate it, Matt.